Outfield Recording, episode 152. What's up, Neil? 152. Yeah. Dude, it's taking a second to get this one set up and ready. Man, so we are uh, making some big changes at Top Hill Recording. We're videoing our podcast for the first time after three years. Interesting setup. We've combined one shot and Top Hill Recording podcast into one program. So we'll see how it goes. And not only have we made all these changes tonight, we've done it a man short. We don't have our we don't have our partner Brent here with us because he had a he had a work engagement he couldn't get out of. Unacceptable but, for the for the amount of money he gets paid. It's unacceptable. <laughs> Regardless, though, we are here and we have a great guest, and I'm excited about this. We've got Vincent Gleason with us. Welcome, Vincent. Hello. Hey, Vincent. Thanks Good for coming, to have man. You here, man. Yeah, thank you all very much for having me. And Vincent, Neil and I are going to have a little Knob Creek nine-year-old, and Neil, you're going to get poisoned by that, man, because I haven't even... Woo! Cheers, oh, man. my bad. <laughs> I was just making sure I could still do it after the other night. Mm. Uh, sorry about that. Not heavy duty into that kind of stuff for me. It's mainly the coffee and tobacco. <laughs> that stuff's good, too. I drink... I, my problem is I drink that, too. I can go with coffee. I'm not a tobacco guy. No. I will have a cigar every now and then, but that's about it. Yeah. Cigars are pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vincent, won't you, uh, why don't you start us off? Why don't you go back to childhood and tell us about your early memories of music? And then at what point, if there's anything that stands out as a time that you really got heavily into music? Um, well, as a child, I uh, primarily heard music from my mother. Um, I lived with her. Um, she would occasionally play cds in the car most of the time it was classic rock you know led zeppelin acdc um and mazzy star surprisingly you know uh -huh. like when i was about maybe five years old actually one of the earliest music memories i have is hearing uh, fade into you for the first time uh, and I, yeah I, and you know i was instantly in love with that you know um and uh yeah it's to this day i still love mazzy star you know for sure um ACDC and Led Zeppelin every every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then you just gotta have you gotta hear some ACDC. Oh dude. <laughs> ACDC will get you going when you need to get going. Yeah. <laughs> so how old were you when you first uh, picked up the guitar? Um well I picked it up when I was around seven, but I didn't really start playing until I was around twelve. Mm. You know? I mean I used to kind of like bang on it like a drum when I was like a very small child. And then I think uh, as I got older I actually started to play it because uh, there was a music class that I had in school. There were other people that were playing piano and guitar and stuff, and I figured I'd try to get into it a little bit. Um, but my uncle was a uh, was a pretty good guitar player, you know, and I'd watch him play. And sometimes I'd pick up stuff that he was doing, you know. Um, but, you know, um, didn't really take many lessons or anything like that, though. No. So. Just pick and pick it up off of uh, watching him mostly. Watching a lot of other people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over you the too? years, yeah, not so much. No. Yeah, I liked uh, just the kind of um, uh, the learning where I'm able to actually see the person in person. But um, I, I didn't really have a lot of money for lessons, so I'd typically just go around whoever was playing and just watch them. <laughs> no. That's always a good way to learn, man. Emulating. Uh, they say Tony Rice listened to Clarence White that way. He was just brought up. The guy was in the same vicinity as him. And as a kid, he would just sit there and watch his fingers and fascinated over the bluegrass stuff and the, and the 
some of the picking and, and, and grinning he was doing back in the day. So it was a huge influence, but it also taught him a ton just sitting and watching. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Did you immediately love the guitar? Is that something that did, did you, uh, are you one of those that once you started playing, you played all the time? I took it very seriously. Yeah. yeah, I originally did it because I wanted to pick up girls, but yeah. <laughs> I actually ended up actually uh, taking it really seriously, though. Um, when I got older, um, I, I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, right? And there was um, this gang of guys who used to congregate under these train tracks. I'd walk around town and stuff, and uh, they were all musicians, you know, and uh, they were guys who were busking and doing their own thing. They'd uh, actually been kicked out of a lot of bars and stuff they were on the sidelines of everything and uh they could play very good jazz and uh country covers and stuff and uh sometimes i'd watch them as well and around like 15 16 years old and uh they inspired me quite a bit to uh form the style that i have now which uh i feel like comes from the ground you know what they were doing wasn't something that you know just anybody could go hey check this out and then they copy it you know it was uh most of the time pretty real it's just one guy who uh you know, when he would play, uh, his hands would go like that over the guitar. It was kind of wild. I don't know. Just like his fingers were jumping instead of just like, you know. Did you pick that up? Eh, <laughs> somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> I think in a certain sense. Well, man, why don't we just jump right in? All, All right, right. Why don't so we go ahead and hear a tune? New setup, new, new song. Yeah, new yeah. Time. Right. yeah, so we... uh you know, we typically do the podcast, Vincent. You you you've probably heard a few, but we do the podcast, and then we have the one shot separate. But we are we're going to go with this format now and try video. And uh, listeners, if you're watching this on video, that means tonight worked. <laughs> so congratulate us. <laughs> All right, what are you going to play for us? Uh, this is a song that was uh, I I actually uh, co-wrote with a friend of mine who's in uh, prison now. I don't know if he'd really want his name out there necessarily, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, this song is called My Heart Was Sick. Been using freedom tricks She said, baby boy I know you're fixed Would you like a mansion Where all your spirits pine Teardrops are employed By lucid lids Say goodbye to pain When you're on my brain And like a broken toy Of uselessness Seeking soul repair From all the world's despair Failure to destroy my crucifix. Oh, 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 the horror was sick. Oh, 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 she said, baby boy, I know it fixed. Instead of writing songs, you should come along on a trip to Tennessee. Drink all night or smoke ourselves a kite, suppressing memories. But though you see, good things take some work. All these feelings hurt like dying seeds of trees or growing sprees. 
said she'd grow with me, would raise a family, would love me for a long infinity. song been around uh, a couple of years um actually just getting over a little bit of a cold so like scrooge still throat is still kind of scratchy but yeah well you got some uh vocal acrobatics going on there in, in your <laughs> songs yeah you know you push yourself a little bit yeah so, so yeah. your uh your playing style there we uh you reminded me i remember we had dylan owens Mm-hmm. In here. Yeah. Is it Owens or Owen? Dylan Weber Owen. Owen. I yeah, think. no S. Diller, Dylan Weber Owen. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, he told us about you and said, you really uh, ought to have Vincent Gleason in. So do you guys play together? Oh, we have. Yeah, I, I respect Dylan a lot. I think he's a very good player. Uh, honestly, probably a bit more technically proficient than I am, you know, but... Um, <laughs> a uh, He's one of the most technical, Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely a great player. Um we uh, played at um, Old Louisville Coffee Shop together. Um, that's about, I think, the only show that we've done together. But uh, we've we've jammed and stuff like after open mics and you know gotten to know each other that way. So did you play the style you do now? You know, finger picking. Uh, did you start that early? Or- uh, I was mainly strumming early on, and I was focusing more on writing lyrics. Um, and I think as I kept progressing as a player, you know, I started finger picking more, and then. Uh, the lyrics and the finger picking became kind of synonymous with each other, you know, as opposed to just because I feel like there's a lot of singer songwriters that either have one or the other, you know, like uh, I'll listen to like, uh, I don't know, for instance, like Harry Chapin or something. Uh, and I, well, I kind of appreciate the finger style and stuff. I feel like the lyrics can be kind of campy and whatnot. I don't know. I, I focused a lot on uh, songwriting when I first started and guitar playing as I kept. I think going forward, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> How would you describe your music? You know, in uh, typical terms, we're used to hearing description of genres and things. Uh, maybe like jazz folk or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. that seems kind of like a decent tag for it. I see. I guess I, uh, I, I don't worry too much about labeling what I'm doing, um, but um, I've heard a lot of people say that. Uh, it's 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 uh pretty folky, so I guess I'll go with that. Yeah. Um. So you you uh, prior to us hitting record on all these cameras and and everything else, you you had mentioned that you spent the last few years busking. Yeah. Pretty for, much for uh, your living, yeah. I assume. Yeah. So tell what is it, number one? How do you make the not only the decision but kind of end up busking and going? All right, I can. I can hustle and make this money, and then then three years later, you're still doing it. I met some guys that were doing it back in the day when I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, they became very good players doing it. And uh, 
I figured if I was going to get as good as they were, then I really had to dedicate more time to it. And so I uh, decided to just do what, uh, you know, uh, Charlie Patton would do. You know, I figured, well, if, if he's going to do it, why, why not? Why, why not me? You know, <laughs> I ended up going out there in front of Kroger and Speedway and all these different places and uh, playing uh, for hours on end, you know, and uh, collecting uh, donations mainly. Uh, just taking what's given, you know, not really asking for anything, but, um, you know, and, um, uh, it was, it was, uh, an interesting time early on in Lexington doing it because of the fact that, uh, I kind of went from place to place. Um, I, uh, didn't live in one place for very long, you know, and, uh, it felt like an adventure, you know, and it still does to this day. You know? I think there's so much that you learn doing that, you know, uh, out there regularly playing for strangers that really didn't come to listen to music. What what have you learned, you know, about yourself, about playing, about how to entertain? What are what are some things you've learned from that experience? Well, when you when you play the same song about fifty times, it's really hard to screw it up after that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and there were certain days where I would uh, actually write new songs while busking, you know, occasionally. So I mean, it was. Uh, pretty inspirational really at times um but uh yeah i mean there's definitely been some not so good times doing it like uh if i if i'm ever in like a i don't really do this anymore but when i was in like a bad neighborhood and i had to walk to like the nearest gas station to do it you know a couple of times there'd be like a guy trying to grab the tin that i was using to busk with you know and like remember one time I grabbed this guy and I had him in like, just drop it, just drop it. And <laughs> I forgot that it was glass, right? And he dropped it and his glass just shattered and there was cash and coins lying all over the oh, parking no. lot. And I was just like, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, it, 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 it sort of hardens you, but I think in a sense, uh, it can also make you softer in the places where it counts, you know? Hmm. So like when you uh did you have any expectations on on what you thought you could make or was it about making money was it just about getting better or was it did you did you were you surprised by the generosity of others at some points I mean it restores your faith in humans yeah I think after a while um when you speak to enough people um can it do both can restore your faith and uh, restore the faith that people suck <laughs> you know um you had some bad apples every now and again but uh you know a lot of the time the people were pretty nice i appreciated them most days um, you don't have to put anybody in a headlock no no <laughs> that was pretty rare but um some people uh had um what I would call bus rider syndrome occasionally where they would sit down and talk with me. And sometimes I'd listen to them for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes going about their lives. And I, I every now and again, kind of appreciate it. Um, but it got to the point in certain areas where it was just all the time, you know, like, and uh, I would gather a lot of people around occasionally while I was playing because they were kind of impressed by the finger picking and stuff and be this whole crowd of people just, Looking down, then that was usually when the manager came out and said, "All right, you got to go. You gotta do this here. We've already talked about this seven or eight times." But you know, just, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it teaches you persistence as well. Yeah, because it's uh, definitely one thing I think to uh, 
get out there, but it's another thing when you've been kicked out like seven times to just keep it, keep it going, you know, which I I sometimes did. (laughs) I I could imagine that's some persistency. That's really wanting to do it or uh, figure out a way to, to make a living from it. You know, I mean, how many days a week? Oh, I was doing at least five, six days a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing it for hours a day, but occasionally I'd make like $150 in a, a couple hours, you know, so it wasn't that bad, but, Every now and again, I couldn't make very much within a given day, you know, so uh, fluctuated, you know. So uh, most of this uh, three-year period, and I guess you don't have to answer this or it's up to you, but were you, um, did you have, were you couch surfing? Did you have a place where you were? Uh, yeah, I was mainly, um, I was mainly couch surfing. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, and then there were points where I stayed in a place for around six months. Uh, it's a buddy of mine. uh He's kind of an addict, you know. I, I wasn't really into that stuff. I've never really been that deep into that stuff. But, you know, um, this guy um, basically needed a roommate to keep his place going. And I figured um, if he lets me stay there and I only have to pay about $200 a month, that's not bad. And I basically lived in a kitchen for a little while, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I've definitely uh, gone through changes within my life uh, regarding... Um, financial situation and just plain just wanting to have adventures you know i figure uh there's a part of me that almost appreciates uh the chaotic element of getting out there and not really knowing what's going to happen you know um nowadays it seems as if my life's gotten a lot more uniform i have an apartment now that i stay in and write songs and uh chill out and do a lot of manual labor work nowadays a bit more so than i do busk uh last time i busked was maybe about four months ago oh really it's been a little bit but yeah that period where i was doing it all, every day um i made a lot of friends doing that and i think it was a pretty special thing and i don't really regret it you know um but of course you know you have like your family being like you need to get a job you know <laughs> no, it's just like yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> probably are you playing gigs currently? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get them going on. I'm actually, I think, playing in um, March. Uh, I think it's on March 16th at uh, Surface Noise. Yeah. Uh, if if either one of you know Brett. Yeah, Brett, yeah. Brett. Brett. He's yeah, been he's on the been podcast. podcast. Great dude. Yeah, absolutely. Very uh, interesting guy. He knows yeah, a lot about literature and music. Yeah, yeah. We've, we we, we, <laughs> we talk quite a bit. We're both pretty into that stuff and uh we both had pretty interesting you know upbringings and whatever uh there's probably not anybody that knows more about the louisville punk rock scene than him no i, no. I wouldn't say no, so i'd say you're 100 percent correct yeah. yeah yeah but uh he's asked me to play around march uh march 16th and i'm gonna try to get down there um but i'll try to set up some other shows in the meantime well speaking of playing yeah let's hear another one man yeah for sure what you got for us um, I'll do actually a guitar composition here. Uh, this one is called Requiem for Gabriella Blanton.
<laughs> nice. Wow, that's mesmerizing. What's that? Oh, thank you. Yeah, Beautiful. see, like, because I'm so, like, anal about it, I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you heard your mistakes? Yeah, yeah, every time, every time. Even if I'm, like, getting into it, it's like, eh, I don't know. That's it always works, man. Yeah. You're always going to hear them. Yeah. Well, it sounded great. Yeah, thank you. How long has that one been around? Uh, around maybe half a year. Yeah. Half a year old, yeah. So that was pretty new. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, dedicated that song to a girl that I met uh, in the psych ward, <laughs> and uh, well, she uh, overdosed not mm. long ago, left us. So that was, uh, yeah, a requiem funeral song. Yeah, mm. well, that sucks to hear, man. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Did you play it at her funeral? Uh, I like I couldn't go. Yeah, I was uh, wrapped up in other stuff. I was out of the out of the state. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, um, yeah, I had, uh, quite a few friends actually pass away last year and, uh, um, it, 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 uh, it kind of hurts, but at the same time, uh, yeah, it really teaches you to value the people that you have around, you know, while they're here, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, while you're playing that song, and I was watching that right hand work, I was watching both your hands, but got to watching that right hand, man. I bet, uh, bet it's a tragedy when you break a nail, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I've had points where I've broken like these two nails, right? And it's just impossible to like get it going the same way that I had it going. Lee press know? on, baby. Lee press on. Yeah, I, I typically did. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I um, I try to clip them now to where they're not going to break off all the time. Uh, get them, get them, get them right, you know. Yeah. Number one reason I won't be a finger picker, man. Yeah, all right, well, we got to. I couldn't. Kim wouldn't let me. You know, I don't even know if I told you about this little mini segment. Oh, mini segments. All right, so we're going to, so we got another little mini segment we're adding. We're, it's going, it's, we're about half time. It's pretty good, so man. I got You're three. not good for changes. This is good. Oh, I'm I'm the I'm the change changed dude. master. Yeah, heck yeah. And the change doesn't bother you. We got three questions for you, Vincent. Oh yeah. Maybe I don't like changes. So the first thing is, what is something about you, non-music related, that people should know about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, delve pretty deep into the spirit of uh, spirit uh, regarding God. Um, pretty pretty religious. Um, I would say, um, more so than probably most, honestly. Are you, uh, religious? Or are you spiritual? I mean, <laughs> you know, I feel like, uh, connotations behind it can sometimes be a little weird, but, um, <laughs> are I, you an active member of a church? Um, do you give 10% to somewhere? You know, I <laughs> don't really have that kind of cash at the moment. Uh, That's what I always say too. Yeah. I've. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, I liked studying the traditions of Christianity and Buddhism and just ancient mythology in general. Uh, and I try to actually get to Mass when I can, Catholic Mass, Latin Mass. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that's, uh, it's still a part of the music, though, I think, necessarily, because it's creative energy and instills creative energy. Um, I oftentimes will pray if I can't write music. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So I, I'd say to an extent, it's all somewhat contingent within the music, even the stuff that isn't music related, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. you hear that all the time from musicians, you know, you don't really understand where your inspiration comes from or your, or, you know, the create creativity that goes into songwriting. Yeah. All right, so question number two. Mm -hmm. Tell us about a nightmare gig or the most embarrassing thing you can remember has happened to you on stage. Or maybe um, in your case, busking also. Uh, you know, when I was, uh, I was younger, I was kind of losing my mind, and I started wearing, like, a, a, a dress while I was busking. That was kind of embarrassing. Lucky. <laughs> like, I remember doing that. Um was it embarrassing at the time or I mean, afterwards uh, thinking I mean, back on it? Yeah, just overall. Yeah, it's something that I remember doing that I felt like, you know, I, I've looked back at certain pictures that have been taken of me around that time and I'm like, yeah. Trendsetter, man. Trendsetter. Yeah, maybe so. So yeah. you just wanted to wear a dress or you just were trying to do something that would catch attention or what was, what was the motivation behind it? It was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was really hot outside. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cheap. I, uh, appreciated the uh aesthetic at the time uh it probably <laughs> wouldn't do it now though just not really my style anymore you know i also would wear like a grandma's house coat occasionally it would have been pretty cool if you to come in here and dress i've been pretty wild for sure <laughs> yeah just i'd be looking up it right now from this camera so i appreciate you not doing that yeah, <laughs> Thank you. yeah you'd have to change your leg cross <laughs> All right, and then our final question for halftime here. Who is the last local artist you listen to? Uh, Nicholas Steele. Nicholas Steele. Nicholas Teal. Teal. T-E-A-L-E. Okay. Yeah, a pretty good musician. He's trying to get himself out there. It's actually his guitar that I've borrowed for uh, this particular show. So, Thanks, uh, yeah, shout out to him. He's a great guy, very uh, talented musician, uh, finger picker, singer. What song? What song was the last one you listened to, or, or EP, or album? Um, locally? No, of, of Nicholas. Oh, um, in Limbo is his only. Uh, well, it's not his only one out, but that's that's the one that's that's my favorite one. Uh, he raps on it, which is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Speaking of Nicholas, man of many talents, you know Nicholas Nicholas Jamerson, man. Yeah. Oh, we got to get him on here. That's a yeah. That's a Kentucky guy, too. If you didn't know, now you know. Nicholas Jamerson. Phenomenal. Listen to the guy. We've crossed paths with a lot of Nicholases. Okay, no that's, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't think there's that many in the world. Many great kings were named Nicholas. Well, they're all in the same family. <laughs> hey, let's hear another one. You got another one for us? Yeah. All right. What do we have? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I suppose we got to get back into some uh, tuning. Oh, you're back. This one is a... Uh, An open D? Yeah. This is a Christian hymn. It's called Blessed Be the Name of the Lord.
Yeah, man. Nice, nice. That's beautiful. That was excellent. Another beauty. Yeah. That'll make you want to say a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually, while I was in Texas, uh, went to actually the site where the siege in Waco happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I went there. Um, they actually turned it into this historical site. Um and I met one of the uh, guys who was like an original member when all that happened, you know. So it was pretty wild. What was that guy's name? David Koresh. David Koresh yeah, was the leader. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, what year it was, was kind that? of a weird, it was around like the 90s. Late 90s? Yeah. Early 90s? Yeah. 90s-ish? Is that the one that they basically murdered all the those place people? with tanks? Yeah, with kids and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It was messed up. Lit it on fire. Uh, well, what I, I was going to relate back to that with was... Uh, I played out in Austin, Texas. Uh, I played in an open mic, and uh, a buddy of mine that had traveled down there with me said, uh, "It's like a, it's a screaming prayer to the Lord, kind of like the Davidians." And I'm like, ah, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, wild." Yeah, we actually broke in there. We weren't supposed to be in there, uh, but that—that's why when that guy came out and was so nice to us, you know, we were just like, "Whoa," you know. Um, yeah, took your own tour, huh? Well, uh, we figured we're not going to be here again, you know, uh, and what was it like in there? It was really wild, man, because, you know, the original, uh, structure was burnt down. So what they had in place of it was like a memorial site for the Davidians, ATF members that died. And, uh, it was a very, um, they had some original stuff there, you know, but, um, I'd read about it. When I was, uh, you know, in middle school, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, and as I've gotten older, uh, done a little bit more research on it. And I figured, you know, uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit into this stuff. Let's try to stop out there, you know. <laughs> and and he, he was kind of into it, so we ended up doing it. Sweet. <laughs> so Vince and our listeners that want to uh, follow you a little more closely, where where can they find you? Um, on. Instagram at Gleason.Vincent, G-L-E-E-S-O-N dot Vincent. And also um, Vincent Gleason Music, uh, Vincent, G-L-E-E-S-O-N Music. Um, Double E, G-L-E-E, not E-A. Yeah, there's a lot of people that mistake that, yeah. I did. That's why I was like, all right, don't pay attention to that phone ring. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um it's actually who i traveled with to texas right there yeah. he's calling to confirm the story yeah <laughs> actually actually this is what really happened yeah but uh yeah his ears must have been burning yeah <laughs> yeah so uh you know um, I don't really have much stuff on Spotify or SoundCloud, but I have a little bit on YouTube. That's you about know, that's it. That's actually what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that earlier. So with, uh, you know, it's it. this is just a hands-off. I don't know you, so it's kind of just guessing. But it seems like as much music as you've been playing, it's not something that you've been able to, like, save up money to record or spend time to record so you can... Um, so you can put stuff out there to a wider audience, which is tough to do. It's tough to get, because even if you do record, you still got to, you know, go through distribution and pay, even if it's 20 bucks for a record or 50 bucks to get it uploaded and do those things. Um, was part of the busking and, and maybe 
kind of getting a little bit more settled now. Is that to be able to do some recording, get some stuff out there? I used to record while I was busking. I had an Instagram channel for that. Got hacked. All those videos were taken off, man. Oh, no. Yeah, but I had some followers on there. um, And uh, people started to know me around town for it. Um, It was a part of it. Uh, The busking was mainly uh, something that I was doing. um, Like everything that I seem to do uh, is more of an experience than anything else. I hardly ever seem to really do anything for the sake of, uh, you know, uh, gaining a lot of cash or anything. Uh, I figured even if I was paid nothing busking, it was still pretty fun to do. So I figured I'd do it. Yeah. Do you have any plans to, or any opportunities coming up to do any recording of your material? Um, not, not really. Um, I should probably set something up like that at some point, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, oftentimes I'm blowing money, blowing time, you know, I, uh, could probably do do right by myself and uh, get something like that together at some point. Yeah, we'll see. Sure. Though, you know, yeah, it'd be definitely be nice to to have. Uh, and I'm sure people would enjoy listening to I've it. I've been trying know, to focus on writing short stories and stuff like that as well. Uh, my buddy and I have been trying to come up with a screenplay for something to film, and uh, that's you know taking up some time as well. You know, I like writing quite a bit, uh, just as much as playing guitar and singing. You know, so. Um, it's, it's weird. You know, I try to have a lot going on, you know, I also try to get outside, you know, so, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be too, uh, cramped up somewhere recording too much. Yeah. <laughs> get your vitamin D. Yeah. Get my vitamin D going. <laughs> so you said it'd been four months since you, uh, was that since you've been out busking and you've got the, uh, short story writing and yeah. dabbling in, and films how, how much does that cut into your playing? Uh, you know, I haven't played as much lately. I'm a little bit out of practice. Um, I uh, I used to practice about 10, 11 hours a day when I was first starting. You know, oh, I, wow. I practiced all yeah. the time. Like, I was really putting a lot into it. And uh, I would take my guitar to school. Um, oftentimes, I would try to get somewhere isolated so that I could play, and nobody would figure out that I was playing, you know. and um Sounds like me in middle school, but without a guitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely was a little bit of a loner, but I was cool with it, you know. Um, it's uh, it's good to be able to uh, have that time, you know, uh, to, to practice and everything, which uh, I think over the years, uh, just getting involved with so much in life, uh, I try not to make... Uh, everything about proficiency in music. I try to make it more about the spirit, you know, of what I'm trying to put out, you know. Um, mm. Sometimes if you focus too much on the technical aspects, it takes away from the greater whole, you know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So you're not going to have a metronome going though, then when you're in a recording studio? Um, <laughs> maybe I should. I don't know. I don't know how on time, off time I really am sometimes. <laughs> Well, man, Vincent, we appreciate you coming in, and uh, I'm glad uh, Dylan introduced us to you. Yeah, for sure. And um, we're going to go out with another tune. Tell us, uh, tell us what you're going to take us out with. Um, uh, this song is called "Grain by Grain."
Cardinals follow me When I'm driving I don't have time to Prepare for lying This conversation's tying Us to future crying I spend most nights alone Been haunted by my music and my lack of hope Not really have good neighbors But most of them are busy writing papers For college and exams I understand my knowledge of smart men's been wearing thin So I labor and I savor all the time I have left It seems I waste all of it Follow me every single day with Parker, Michael, Austin, and even Philip. My MGM to protocol makes us all some money. And I get told I'm talented by stranger honey bunnies. Ooh, what's this in my kitchen? Some effed out junkie looking for a missing apparition. I got some explaining to do for the lack of a pirate ship that's washed back on through Cause I'm not set to sail, it's been far too long And I'm busy working, wishing I could write a song to make a living But for now I'm just writing wrong, sucking on some peppermint Oh yeah, cause they taste like your Thanks for being here with us tonight. Thanks, Thank brother. you all very much.